The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, what's happening, brother? What's up, boy? You know, this is cool. <laughs> I, I like this. You know, I'm, I love I'm this, getting man. used to the I new love studio. This. You know, uh, this, this, is, this is like I can put my papers down. Well, right, we've got but great at, producers here. We have oh, two thanks. wonderful producers. Uh, yeah. One's a female, one's a male. The female Last is... Last we checked, anyway. Well, the, the, the female is... <laughs> I was this morning. Female is a little, uh, a little more attractive, I would say, than the male. I don't know, Dave. But Dave's no slouch himself. But Dave's a good-looking Dave's guy. Dave's no slouch himself. I mean, David, we love you. You, know? you are a good-looking guy. As, you know? as semi-part of the bald community, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Dave. Yeah, there you go. Roll him with yourselves. Um, I had a lot of fun doing the show last week from here with you and Rico. Yeah, that was a blast. That was That's the blast. first time I had been on live with you and Rico. It was great. Yeah, five, awesome. five yeah. four years. and yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's But you know what I like about this studio? We can sit 50 people. It's a, we're literally broadcasting from, it's called the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Yep. There's a coffee bar, bar over there. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's a function room. There are tables here. We're, you know, in a few weeks, we're going to open it up to the public once we get our At feet wet a little bit. At some point, I know it's not politically correct, I may have to have a cigar off camera and just take a few puffs. You can do that. I have a, I, yeah, I was doing it this morning. Really? I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I think it's very cool. All right, listen, we have a great show today. Uh, first, uh, at the beginning, the first uh, 30 or 40 minutes, we are bringing in a guy that, uh, in my opinion, I think in your opinion, too, we've talked about it, probably the best sports artist in the country, uh, James Fiorentino. Uh, we had the pleasure of being with James at the Philly show. It's great. And Great. his work is amazing. I was blown away seeing him in person there. Not just James, but your work too. We love you, James. But uh, yeah, the, it was unreal just to see them. The color and the the, the uh, vivacity of it was unbelievable. So before we get to James, just want to give you a little background as how the show works uh, for those of you that are new. Uh, right now, we are broadcasting on Facebook Live, the PSA Facebook Live, Great American Collectibles Facebook page live. Uh, my personal one, and then everybody kind of sh- everybody shares it. Right, and we're also on YouTube, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, uh, is it the Great American Collectible Show YouTube page? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's uh, if you just yeah, if you go onto YouTube and you look up Gra- uh, Great American Collectible. Okay, show. and then in a couple of more weeks, three, four, five weeks, we are going to be on. Na- we're part of the American. It's the American Podcast Network. Oh, you're talking about the United Podcast yeah. Network. You're already a part of that. That's our network. Oh, okay. But in, yes, in a, in about, it takes about uh, six or seven weeks where everyone else will then. So as of today, as of once this is aired, you will be able to, if you want to listen to the audio only, you'll be able to go on to Podbean, B-E-A-N, Podbean.com, uh, the Great American Collectibles. And in about six or seven weeks, all the rest are going to go, oh, my God, that's that amazing show. And then we're going to be on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. That's right. All of them. That's anyway, you can get like. your podcast. It just takes a few weeks for them to jump on board. Good. So now it's going to so, be yeah. kind of fun. It's going to be great. All right. Our headline, Upper Deck Cancels, Delays Hockey Card Releases Over Production Supply Chain Issues Like Everybody Else. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I can't even get like a ham sandwich. It's, <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. No chips. Upper, De- Upper Deck has canceled two products and delayed release of its flagship hockey product because of what the company calls production and supply chain management. Distributors have already announced that the 2021 ICE and 2021, I'm sorry, 2021-22 trilogy were being dropped from the schedule. Uh, it's, been, it's just crazy what's happening here. While the 21-22 season is already underway, the company still has several 2020-2021 products that are in production, but the company says it will provide updates on those when we have more clarity with regard to release day. It is amazing what's going on across the country with the supply chain stuff. It's crazy. I mean, everything. Everything. Car, trucks, car, whatever. You can't find anything. I ordered right. a case of long underwear. 
<laughs> from Siberia has not gotten here. I audited it back in January. Not here yet. It's good because I, it's the cold weather's coming. You're going to need that right, right away. We, uh, before we uh, we chat with James, I'm going to talk about our giveaway from the famous Staten Island Joe Marino ugly bag from the Museum uh, <laughs> Baseball Hall of Fame. Yep. We are giving away a signed, and this is this is going to be a collector's item, a signed James Fiorentino photograph image, beautifully signed. Johnny here, it's awesome, really nice. Uh, we're going to be giving one of these away to uh, whoever we pick. What's out the of. grip? What's that? We got to show. Uh, what's the grip on sure, that? Yeah, kind of looks like a. Is that a two seamer? I don't decide to tell. Is that a two seamer, James? What is that? <laughs> See that? <laughs> Come on, the other one that was you, you, you were holding the ball. What the hell kind of a. <laughs> Boy, it must be a two seamer, right? Yeah, I think it's a two seamer. <laughs> All right, listen, now we got a lot to chat about. Uh, uh, before we get into the specific artwork, how about a little bit about your background? I mean, you're a phenomenal artist. How did it all occur? Yeah, you know, uh, it was one of those things that obviously was a gift. Like I was drawing and painting since I was very young. And, you know, once I started, I'd say probably nine, ten years old, when you really start getting into sports and I was always an athlete growing up. So I played football, baseball, basketball. But at that very young age, my passions were painting and drawing and sports. And that's probably when the collecting started happening. I probably started getting cards, I'm going to say like 1986, 1987. So at that age, you know, um, I started taking private art lessons. And uh, that was around eight years old. So it really all started at a very, very young age and learning all the different mediums. But the work that you see behind me that you saw at the show is all watercolor. And that really goes back to that age. I mean, I was taking private art lessons at eight with adults. Um, I remember even going to little like town shows and selling my little sports art. I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old. And I think for me, it clicked it's sort of a self-taught thing, even though I took private lessons because my watercolor is very unique the way it's painted. Uh, but it clicked probably around when I was about 14. I feel like by the time I was 14 going into 15, that's when I started painting really on a professional level. And that's obviously like when I had the painting of the Baseball Hall of Fame at 15, became the youngest artist. And when I met Joe DiMaggio when I was 14, I had him sign that painting. So in around that period is when I feel like it all you know, began. I want just to follow up to that. So if I was eight years old, if I was 15 years old, <laughs> if I was 18 years old and I took private art lessons... In a million years, I would not be able to do what you have done. So my question is, how much of that is really being taught and how much of that is really natural ability? Yeah, that's a great question. Somebody asked me that yesterday. I was speaking with, with a group. I do think that anyone can learn how to paint, play music, do all those things. If you had enough time and you took lessons, I could show you how to draw and, and paint and do things. I think the difference is... I have a passion for it that I got. I have to do every day. Like I had to do that every day when I was a kid. I feel like I have to do it every day as an adult. When I went on vacation, my parents told me I'd bring the, you know, the coloring books in the car. I'd bring the sketch pad in the car. I think also learning watercolor at a very young age and other mediums, the difference was I worked on it at home all the time and it became my self-taught way of doing it. It's almost doing painting, I would say watercolors and oil or acrylic. And the only way you do that is really by working a lot, putting a lot of hours and doing it. It's like a baseball swing. Everybody swings differently. You practice a lot, it becomes your own swing. You know, everybody has a different signature style of something. So yes, you definitely can get better. There's no doubt that whatever you do in life, the more you practice, the more you get, you know, help from professionals and people that are really good, you get better, but then it becomes your story and your passion, like, you know, I could have went in any direction. I stuck with sports. I was telling the story yesterday. I remember doing shows when I was a kid and doing beautiful landscapes, wildlife, even back then. And jurors coming up to me when I'm competing with adults saying, don't do the sports stuff. Don't paint the baseball guys. And I remember telling my mom at that time, you know, I love that. Like that is my, I have a passion for it. I don't, I don't want to stop doing that. Thank God I didn't because it's allowed me to have a wonderful life and career. And so I do think, again, it goes back to your story and 
for whatever the reason, uh, that was something that I loved from when I was a kid. I always loved the old ball players, the vintage cards, all that stuff. So, so it was for some reason it was born in me at that time. So when you go to jamesfiorentino.com, you see a lot of athletes, uh, by the way, sports and non-sports, people that you've done renderings of in your art. But let, let's stick to the sports thing. There are a lot of great athletes out there. There are a lot of athletes that um, d- defy logic, defy time and space and air. Um, but what inspires you? What inspires you to immortalize or depict a certain athlete as opposed to someone commissioning you to do it, which can also be inspiring, but from the heart, what inspires you to say, that's an athlete that I want to do a painting of right there? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, for me, it's always been guys I never saw play. It's always been the big guys that you never guys, saw of play. Of course, I paint a lot of current players. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think like when I was 15, 14, 17, I was so excited about painting guys like Cobb and Ruth and Wagner and DiMaggio and obviously Mantle. But, you know, the beautiful thing about sports is, and especially current guys, there's always somebody that becomes incredible. And, and you know, like this year, whether last couple of years, whether it's Tatis or, or, or Vlad Jr. Or, or in basketball, you know, Zion or, or just, you know, any of these incredible athletes, you know, you get inspired by them. And, and, and wanting to paint them, obviously, for the first time. I think for me, certainly I wasn't a professional athlete, but growing up playing football, basketball, and baseball, and playing baseball in college, I think from a baseball standpoint, you know, I really appreciate and understand the game. So I'm very um, excited when I get to do a lot of baseball and, and, and why I paint certain guys in certain poses and things like that. Um, so I think the inspiration comes from everywhere, and it, and it comes from – you know, whether it's commissioned or it's for the player themselves or for an event, obviously in the cases of SMR and tops and upper deck and all these companies I work with and the card thing I'm doing now, I mean, it's all, there are things that I, I still today after doing it for so long, I'm still, you know, super excited to do. So Zap, if I could, what do you, in terms of when you have, I know you work a lot off photos. I know with the card renderings, you work a lot off baseball, uh, baseball, football, basketball cards, whatever the sport is. So what do you put into it from yourself? Obviously you're not just copying because I've seen them live when I was at the Philly show. It's not like you'll, you'll stick to the, the card, you know, the, the logo and all that. But what part of James Fiorentino is in that painting? Yeah. So very, you know, I think when I'm painting an athlete, obviously when you're painting an athlete, a portrait or action, I'll, you know, have a lot of references. Um, obviously it's not a photo because it's painted. There's always going to be something different. Right. Um, I think my specialty quite honestly has always been my portraits. I think whether it was sports or non-sports, uh, and people have always told me that there's always been a soul in your painting. I, I, I feel the player. I feel the person. There's been people have said, you know, I see that sweat and grit. I think the watercolor lends itself to that, that it has that. You know, if you go up to my painting, you'll see all the dots. You'll see all the detail. There's inc- I use incredible tiny brushes for all that. Um, I think the trading cards, and, and not the work I've done for Upper Deck or Tops, these, these other projects, but the, the, there's only one project where I'm recreating these legendary cards. It, it's obviously me painting what has already been out there, but there's something that goes into it again, because anybody can paint any of this stuff, but there's got to be a passion, a signature look to it. Um, why watercolor looks different, maybe from an oil or, or an acrylic painting. So I, I always feel like, you know, besides the signature look of watercolor, it's that passion for it. I don't think I could do that trading card project or be excited to work for tops. if I didn't feel um, the love of the game and the love for collecting and, and what that means to me. So I think that goes into it. And certainly I'm always from a, from a, a painting standpoint, I'm changing up colors. I'm changing right. up backgrounds and changing up sizes. All that plays into how a painting look, how it's cropped, you know, the size of the painting. The cool thing about the paintings you guys saw in Philly was those paintings are, are done at like a 22 by 30 size. So I'm painting these iconic Yeah, how do you do that? How do you take a card and expand it? How do you do that? Oh, it's a pain in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, I'll tell you, I I want to – there's one thing. I made a comment in Philly. It really goes hand in hand what you're talking about now. The painting right behind you, the 51 Bowman mantle, the thing that struck me about that was the – can you hold that up a little bit, James, or is it – can you not? 
Yeah, this is the, this one's the fifty-three, but I, I mean the fifty-three. I'm, t- I'm t- uh, no, the fifty-three. I, I the neck muscle. Look at the look at the bulge on the back of Mick's neck. Yeah, I mean that is exactly like the card, the fifty-three mantle right. card. Right, and it's just amazing how you grab that detail. Just absolutely amazing. Thanks. So yeah, that's very different in the sense that, and and I write about, I comment on a lot of the the paintings that I'm doing for the set, and it is very tricky because. You know, I'm painting something that people know. Of course, nothing's ever perfect, and that's the beauty of it being a painting. Right. But I really try to hold true to the colors, the brush strokes, everything that's in it. Very different when you're talking about a vintage card to a more of a current card. Um, the cool tie to this is that I knew the original artist who painted the original 53. So growing up, a mentor to me was Jerry DeVore, who uh, lived in New Jersey, and he is the original artist who did uh, some of the 53s, including the Mantle, the Maze, the Matthews. And so we were we were friends. And so for me now, all these years later, to be able to recreate the card for the first time was very, you know, it's kind of a spiritual thing. I mean, I had mentioned to you, Tom, this is a set that I've always loved growing right, up. Right. Um, I'm collecting it now. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm obviously biased in that I love any kind of cards that are painted. And again, the tie back to Jerry from all those years later, it's, it's probably one of the favorite ones I've done. Cool. Very, very cool. James, I, I, I know people that are in all areas of the arts, whether it's writing or, and I consider, you know, even television, radio to be a form of art, um, photography, painting, what have you. Everyone's sort of process is different. When you decide to do a painting of an athlete, or when someone asks you to do a painting of an athlete, do you do any research beyond the picture or the card that you're kind of playing off of? Do you ever go watch video of them? Do you look at any other aspects of them, books, what have you, to get more of a a personal connection with the subject? No question. Um, You know, it depends on who it is, but certainly there's been projects where, you know, I'm researching all that. I'm researching other images. Uh, Even like going back to legendary guys where I'm doing a series of these legendary elite athletes, you know, sometimes you forget how incredible Incredible Barry Sanders or John Elway or Pedro Martinez was. You kind of like when they're when they retire, and then you go back and I start looking. I go, oh my god, these guys were unbelievable, which really makes the paintings more appealing when you're doing someone who is just legendary. So that is definitely something I do. It's even it's even more exciting when I'm doing the players like I like I said from maybe the 20s, the teens, the 30s, um, <clears throat> and researching them. Uh, I, I love that because I'm a history guy. So I love having the opportunity uh, to do that. And again, I'm a fan of the game. So as far as sports are concerned, you know, I watch a lot of sports. And uh, so that inspires me to obviously create a painting when I get a chance of someone that's up and, and, and coming. You know, the funny thing is when you, when you talk about those guys, Zap, like the vintage guys, we'll say, as, as compared to now, uh, and in doing the Cracker Jack book and, and the other books we've done, uh, the faces of those guys, oh, like those hard, like Cy Young, you know what I mean? Yep, and uh, Johnny Evers and, and Cobb. Yep. No, they, they, these were hard-edged guys back. These were not guys making $10, $20 million a, a year with, with masseuses and all that. These were tough. A hard, lot of them are working Tough, drugs. hard, scrabble, working-class guys. They're great, great faces to capture from back then. You know? Do you want to ask a question? No, no. No, I was just waiting for his that was a really interesting. Part. I mean, that he's, you're making a great point yeah. because, and again, the photos of those guys were. The, it's and you know, you I know. don't care who the guy was. I mean, yeah, you take the Cobbs, you take a couple of them, uh, uh, you know, the Matthewsons, you put them aside. But I mean, most of those guys worked like hard jobs in the off season. Off season, they were hard playing, hard working, and hard drinking you know, guys too. You know, and James, you know, you're, you're making a really good point. Before we take a break, you know. You you forget sometimes, and now you know we're in the middle of a book right now uh, on on Kenny Kendrick's collection. Yeah, and I, this week I've been for the last three weeks I've been working on Willie Mays, and you don't realize until you really start digging and digging and uncovering the stats how phenomenal the guy was. Yeah. I mean just. Beyond phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, you know, in my opinion, greatest all around of all time. And the hard part, yeah, and the hard part is like when we're doing our thing, we can bring that out in words. You have to bring that out without words. Yeah, yeah. Right? So how do you do that? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, I think that's true. Even like mentioning Willie Mays and I did the 51 Bowman uh, card for that first set. But 
first series of There's Only One, but I've painted Willie many times in my career and, and, you know, paintings that have been in the Negro League Museum. But the other thing that I was thinking about that you guys were just saying too is, you know, I, I feel blessed and lucky I've gotten to meet all these guys. So, uh, you know, starting at an age of 15 and being around Mantle and Ted Williams and DiMaggio and Mays, obviously I wasn't around the guys from, from earlier, from like the 20s and 30s, but at, that, at their older age at that point, I feel so blessed and lucky. And I think that's also what inspires me and of separates course, me too. I look back at some of those sets and I go, geez, I was around Eddie Matthews and Bobby Doerr talked to me about baseball and, you know, uh, I hung out at Yogi's house and, you know, Mickey. Wait Mano a minute, you hung, you hung out at Yogi's house? <laughs> yeah you're kidding me so a lot of <laughs> a lot of amazing things like that and, and and even being around maze a lot so it's it's true like you you look back and you say wow these guys were legends and and then to to meet them and paint them that's to me that's that's what's amazing we are chatting with james fiorentino sports artiste extraordinaire we're going to take a quick break we come back james we want to take a look at some of your covers some of the paintings that you've done hang in there we're going to be right back since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned, the highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi everyone, I'm Rico Petroselli, and I'm very excited to talk to you about our new partner, Panini America. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we're proud to have them as the official trading card of the Great American Collectibles Show. When it comes to modern trading cards of your favorite players, Panini America leads the way in terms of innovation, design, creativity, value, and fun. From landmark brands such as Donruss, Prism, and Contenders to high-end juggernauts like Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate, Panini America delivers the hottest trading cards of the biggest names in the NBA, NFL, MLBPA, NASCAR, soccer, and college. When you want to collect the best, collect Panini America. Ask for it at your local hobby shop or at mass retailers like Target and Walmart. And you can always find Panini America online at iCollectPanini.com. Panini America, who do you collect? How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? 
Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Okay, we are back and speaking with James Fiorentino, uh, one hell of an artist, man. Great artist, great guy. Yeah, good guy, good guy. I said great guy. All right, great guy. James, all right, you're a great guy, all right? You're a great freaking guy. How's that? Hey, James, uh, let's talk about uh, you've been uh, recently over the last uh, probably year now, or close to a year, you've, you've been doing some of the SMR covers and done a f- phenomenal job. Um, it's amazing again. Can you can you show us a couple of them? Yeah, thanks. I've been really excited to do this. This is such a great way for me to connect with collectors, you know, new and old. But this was the first one I had done for them. Yeah, it's been about a year. This is an Akuna one I had done. Um, just pulled like I pulled like four of them here. Here's a Griffey. Look at that. That's that amazing. It really That's is amazing. Really, it's crazy. Yeah. And I love this stuff because, again, I'm biased for seeing artwork on covers of magazines and cards. This is the piece that was at the National uh, this year that was given to everybody. So this is Jackie Robinson. Wow. Fantastic. Um, and then the latest one, non-baseball here, but uh, this was kind of cool to do, obviously. It Brady. Is. Yep. TB12 in a Bucks uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James, on those close-up photos, what jumps out to me is the eyes. You know, the intensity. And even, even you know, the famous one is Mike Singletary, the great linebacker for the Bears, right? They always showed those, that visual of him over the line with those eyes. Is that what it is for you? I mean, to me, that's where, like, in an athlete where you see what he or she is looking at, but also the intensity and the, and the ferocity in what they do. No question. Yeah, that's a good point. That is, again, to me, it's like you really want to capture the athlete the soul of the athlete, and in many cases, and I and I love I love painting large Jackson shots. But there's something about the portrait from and or like a close-up action where you really do get to see the intensity on the athlete. Um, you know that's that's what makes it special, and that's that's the fun part of being able to uh, you know to work in watercolor and be able to achieve that. All right, so the, some of the some of the paintings behind you, uh, we talked at the Philly show. Um, it's kind of, some of them are kind of close to my heart because of the book we're doing with uh, for Ken Kendrick, uh, 50 of the greatest sports cards in collecting history. And you happen to have some of them right behind you. Can you bring those closer so we don't lose you with the mic? Is there any way we can do that? Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I'll show you. Here's so, so far, so this project really is probably one of the most exciting projects I've done in a long time. I don't know if we could see. This is the Jordan rookie. Yeah. A little, maybe a little glare look on that. Look at that. And that's okay, but look at that. I mean, uh, that is the, the card. Angels. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's going to look like the card, but here's this is from, uh, I'm sorry, this is from Angels Magazine who did a little story on the Trout card I did. I think the beauty of it is that, you know, you know, this project obviously came about through uh, Joe Drellick, who obviously is a you know, long-time veteran, a big-time hobby, and a friend of mine. And, you know, his idea was obviously for me to create these most iconic trading cards ever. Um, and it is a cool thing because, you know, there could be a debate about who, what are the top 10, 20, 50, 100. Um, so as a collector, I'm excited to be able to, you know, again, different from the other paintings I do, but, but to be able to recreate these amazing, to me, they're masterpieces. 
Um, and again, to see them all together so far, um, you know, I've only painted 10. Um, and just to see them together from the different years and everything was, was a lot of fun. And the fact that for me, as successful, successful as I've been all these years, even for me, it was exciting because <clears throat> the 10 sold out extremely fast. There's been a line for these things. Collectors, big people in the hobby are excited. Um, you know, my work and who I am over the last year has really been taken off uh, more than ever. And it's just exciting to see because I've been doing it for so long. And even like the SMR covers, all these different things. Um, it's just a really fun time to be able to be in the business doing, doing what I love. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting. James, uh, just a quick question. Um, let's talk about the average collector, the hobbyist, the guy that's on a budget. Um, obviously, some of those paintings behind you, I know uh, what, they're, what, what they're, they're worth, and I know, you know what you've sold some of those paintings for. Question is, can, can an average hobbyist buy, for instance... Sorry, dude. That, do we lose him? Are we okay? Just a little frozen. Actually, that's kind of a nice look. You look half dead. Not bad. <laughs> no, not bad at all. No, I think oh, there you go. Now, a few connection issues there, I think, on the uh, internet. Is he, is he back with us? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. James. Um, Just lag a little bit. What about prints? Can, can, a, can a hobbyist uh, collector buy a print from you that is not going to cost him 50 grand? Do we lose him again? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Like, so for example, I think the difference between this project and some of the other ones that, and you, and by the way, you can buy prints from me and I've done a lot of prints with different players and companies over the years. So there's always something more affordable, I would say for the average person. Yeah. Uh, in this case, with this project, what is very cool is we we're not doing any of that. We're, we're creating the whole, there's only one for a reason, you know, sure. you can only get one painting. I'm going to paint that ever. So there's a beauty to that, but there's also, yeah, and, and, you know, prints and different things like that. And even when I'm at shows, I love signing for people, postcards, all the trading cards I've done. I mean, I love being able to interact with anyone who enjoys my work and ask questions and things like that. So tell us about the trading cards that you've done. Talk about those where, you know, people have asked you to sign them. Yeah. Yeah, so the first, the first trading cards I'd ever painted were for Tops, and that was 1999. Uh, I was a junior in college when I did that insert set which was i did 10 out of the 20 cards which ironically looked like the 53 cards at the time the tops gallery heritage and it was a dream come true because again as a as a young boy collecting and all i wanted for for my birthday and christmas was cards to be able to have my own cards like in an actual set was unbelievable and uh and then in 2001 upper deck had called for me to create artwork for them not realizing that that became the Fiorentino collection, that they put my name right on the front of that card. And I, I still remember to this day getting the sample sheet, seeing the, the baseball ones, and all those paintings were in black and white, uh, and going, oh, my God, it says Fiorentino collection on. And I ended up doing about 70 of them in one year. So I did baseball, football, basketball, hockey. I did the first golf cards, the first Todd Woods uh art card first actually was considered like his rookie card yeah uh the basketball cards were all at the basketball hall of fame with the originals i did an opening with dr j so that really kicked it off also with a lot of collectors between the tops cards the upper deck cards you know followed by other years with upper deck and, and even kellogg's trading cards um about 10 years ago the latest cards i have done uh were this year's tops transcended set and that was 50 hall of famers that I painted for tops. But what was interesting was this is the first time ever that I painted directly on the card. Um, so I have it here. These are actually, uh, three. I, cool. I, I got Very back. Cool. Luckily some clients had bought some of these, but here's a Jeter. So the cool thing is when these were in those sets, some of them will surface, you know, in, in secondary markets like eBay, but they were going anywhere between five, 800 to over a thousand, $1,200 each. Um, but it's such a different contrast sure. to the there's only one project because I'm literally painting this small on the card. So it's equally as that's impossible and hard for me to paint this tiny. That's right. got to be difficult. Right. Super large. Yeah. <laughs> is there, James, for you, is there a sport 
that lends itself more toward what you do with your art as opposed to others? Whether that means the technical aspect of it or the emotional or fun part for, uh, of it for you. Yeah, I think, uh, um, you know, technically, like, you know, the harder sports, you know, like football, because obviously you're adding a different ball, have as much details as maybe like one player has, like Brady versus Jackie Robinson. Um, I think from a collector standpoint, and what I've seen all these years is that the most passionate collectors are baseball yeah. uh, guys. Yeah. I mean, um, it's always been that way. I've painted every sport and I've painted non-traditional sports. Uh, you got some, you got some, you got a, you got a nice baseball. Hulk Hogan. You got a nice, you have a nice Hulk Hogan on your website, giving the sleeper hold to Tony Atlas. <laughs> that one jumped out at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a cool one. So obviously growing up, I loved wrestling. I was younger and I, and actually the Hulk bought that painting from me on the spot. Really? Did he really? Ooh. Awesome. Very, very cool story. He owns that original. But now my boys who are eight and twelve love wrestling, got me back into it. So I think <laughs> I think some wrestling paintings are gonna be coming up nice. in the near future. I gotta I tell ask, you guys, so. I gotta tell you guys, uh, you know, after we uh, uh, Ellen and I left the Philly show, we had to drive over to Allentown. Um because Mike Hefner, the owner of Leland's, was gracious enough to open up his house to us um, because uh, for the photo shoot for the new book. So the, the photographer from California flew out. We went over to Mike's house, and he's got probably the greatest private collection in the country of memorabilia. I'm talking off the charts. Five rooms, it's, it's like the Hall of Fame. He does have one room, though, <laughs> that has the costumes of every wrestler that has ever wow. wrestled, from Hogan to Spiris Arion, to Bruno <laughs> San Martino, to Haystacks Calhoun, all in these, these racks. Uh, and I had Randy Savage's. I put his little hat oh, on. He took man. a picture of me. with. Wow. Rand, but it's a really a cool collection, really a cool collection. <laughs> we are chatting with James Fiorentino from uh, James Fiorentino. James, what's the name of the company? Is there a name or is it just James Fiorentino? Yeah, the, my company name is, is Visionary Art, but for people to find me, it's jamesferentino.com, and then they'll, they can you know, go to Facebook and Instagram and, and check out um, you know, the different, the different uh, sites I have within, within the website. We have about three, three and a half minutes. Let's talk about James's favorite teams. What do you, what's your favorite? Uh, are you a Yankees guy? I'm a Yankees guy. I'm definitely a Yankees guy, but I'm a baseball fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of sports, so I say every time like I meet these guys and I'm you know, and I, I paint a picture for them. You know, I, it's hard not to become a fan of, of them and you're rooting for sometimes well, their team. But I definitely grew up a Yankee fan. My mom was a Mantle Maris person. My, my grandfather would talk about the Maggio. So hard not to become a Yankee fan. My hero was Mattingly. Like, that was my guy. Uh, you know, I thought he was like a god when I was a kid. Uh, so, you know, but I just love sports in general. And obviously meeting guys like Ted Williams. I mean, it's like, I tell people, like, you know, all these incredible guys I got to meet, I'm just such a fan of, of, of all of that. Well, the difference between now, the, I have to admit something. The Yankees are much better golfers than the Red Sox. <laughs> much better golfers because they play golf for a lot longer than the Red Sox do. But, uh, uh, by the way, you know, you know Ray Schulte from, uh, from the National. Sure. Ray is Donnie Mattingly's agent. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Mattingly's one of those guys. He's, we were talking yeah. last week's show with Rico. He's one of those bubble guys. He's a, he was really close to being a Hall of Famer. Like, I mean, the statistically he speaking. He still may get in. He still might get in he at some point. But that's another guy that for a seven, eight, nine, almost decade period was right up there with Boggs. Now, they battled year in, year out for the batting title. Um, so that's that's a guy that's right on the cusp. We yeah. we are going to be. Uh, you know, everybody knows we've announced the the new book coming out that we're really excited about. It's going to be launched at the national next year. Uh, the <clears throat> Diamondbacks collection, fifty of the greatest cards in sports collecting history, and we have an, an announcement coming out in the next three or four weeks uh, regarding some of the people that have contributed. Uh, James being one of them, and we'll, we'll talk about that specifically yep. at a later date. But James, you've been a big help to us, and, and we appreciate it. By the way, you should see that Ted Williams print that you gave me. 
Uh, we got it framed, and it looks phenomenal in my office. Just want you to know that. So thank you very much. <laughs> appreciate it. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate everything you guys are doing, and I'm a fan. So thanks. Hey, your website address? Yep, it's www.jamesfiorentino.com, and uh, please reach out to me. I love uh, everybody checking out all the stuff and all the different shows I got coming up. I'll be at the Philly show again in December. Uh, I'm having a black and white baseball. It's called Baseball and Black and White Extra Innings at a, a beautiful gallery in New Jersey, Studio 7. So a lot of fun stuff coming up even in the next few months. Well, if you're ever in the Boston area, you're welcome to join us in the studio. Always have an open Very- invitation. Very cool. It's looking pretty awesome there. So maybe we'll get you. A, maybe we'll get you a Fenway Park. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll put a Yankee hat on you, put you right in the middle of the bleachers, <laughs> and people will pelt you with peanuts. Oh boy, that that you know what? That's true. I'll tell you. That's the one thing, man. When I go to any of those visiting games where it's Philly, Boston, I you don't know what team I'm rooting for. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm hiding. So. All right, James. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, James. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. James, you're a good guy. Great guy. guy. Really nice. Nice kid. All right, so we're going to take a break. Uh, We come back. uh, We're going to bring in Jared Cavley from Pristine Auctions. We love Jared. Hang in there. We're going to be right back. My name is Davis. Please consider making a donation to the Jimmy Fund and Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and help stamp out cancer in kids. We have all been touched by cancer, but we can win the battle. Please make your donation, and remember, no amount is too small. The Jimmy Fund is the official charity of the Boston Red Sox. Thanks very much. Hi, I'm Rico Petroselli. I hope you listen to my pal Davis and make a contribution. We want to make children's cancer a thing of the past, and with your help, we can do it. Just go to TomZappalaMedia.com to make your charitable donation. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. Panini America is the world leader in licensed sports and entertainment collectibles, and we are proud to have them as the official trading card company of the Great American Collectibles Show. Panini leads the way in innovation and design with great brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, Flawless, National Treasures, and Immaculate. Partnering with the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball Players Association, NASCAR, FIFA, and College, Panini is certainly at the head of the hobby. You can find Panini products in major retailers like Walmart and Target or online at iCollectPaniniAmerica.com. That's Panini America. Who do you collect? Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic, In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. 
But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. Okay, we are back, and we're going to try to get Jared on the phone. But in the meantime, JM, why don't you uh, – you can. I'm going to give you the honor. <laughs> What are you it's a, laughing at? It's a at? strong word. I'm going to give you the honor of picking out of the bag. <laughs> Very good. Right? Very good. It's the Joe, Staten Island Joe. Marino. Marino. What, Yankee right. fan. And this is a signed photo of James Fiorentino. Kind of a cool picture. You know what we should do with James? We should commission him. or To paint me. You guys should commission him because I'm not paying for it. Um <laughs> To paint a picture of us, like on set here, That'd with our awesome. with our little, you know, just like, and how you know, you, we can get so. How so, do you propose that we fund that? Well, we're going to get sponsors. <laughs> we're going to get sponsors. But I just want to make sure. Would you sponsor us? So to get us, when I ask get, questions, I just want to make sure. You're going to pay me, and then I got to pay you back. Yeah, no, that's not how this works. Please, no, I will sponsor you, but can I ask for a raise first? <laughs> I want to just want to make sure that the uh, my neck my bulging neck muscles when I'm asking a question is that he brings that to life. Right. He will definitely do right. that. He's why don't that you pick good. a pick out of the hat? This just, would be my picture right here. Sir. That's great, John. <laughs> That's great. All right, let's. Can you pick? Oh, I got to pick. Open it up. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Make there's it. something in there. <laughs> Mulch trap. Yeah. All right, let's go. Here we go. Who is it? It's good old Doug Miller. Oh, Doug Miller's a tobacco. He's Doug a, a tobacco row guy. Doug's a good guy. No way in hell you can read that. So, Doug. I you, got this in a fortune cookie. There, one of you tea guys, you know, you, everybody knows Doug. Doug Miller. Give Doug a call. Uh, tell him to text me, do what he's going to do, and we'll get him this James Fiorentino. And this, this is going to be worth it's some the, money because I'm telling you right now. It's the worst directions I ever heard. Text me, do whatever you got to do. <laughs> Doug, <laughs> if I don't hear from you in a week, you're out. You know, you know how it goes. Crying out loud. Let's put this here. <laughs> All right, now let's talk about our friends at eBay. Let's do that, Zap. This goes out to all the card collectors, the ones who bought their first pack when they were 10, and then steal... steal, steal. All right. Okay, hold on. Rico, let's just come on, Rico. that never happened. No, Rico, come on. The ones that brought their, brought their Rico, first pack... Rico, let's start again, Rico. I'm just thinking about my pose for <laughs> James. Go ahead. The ones who bought their first pack when they were 10 and still feel 10 when they buy a pack at 50. The ones who obsessively go to eBay to research. The ones hoping desperately, desperately, to find that card they don't just want, but they need. eBay is here for them with a trick for every trade. Do we have any gone with the wind music? Like advanced tools for price checking with our price guide beta, improved management with our online collection, and up to 50% faster listing with image scan. Learn how collecting just got smarter <laughs> at ebay.com forward slash trading hub. It brought tears to my eyes, but not, not for a good reason. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> and, and, and you know something else? What, what else? <laughs> eBay is here for the card collectors with a trick for every trade. Yep. Like advanced tools for price checking with our price guide beta. Yep. Improved management with our online collection and up to 50% faster listing with image scan. <laughs> Learn how you like that. The, you we like the some, look, like the, some Jaws music. Right. Learn how collecting just got smarter yeah. at eBay.com forward slash trading hub, and guess some of the stuff that they have sold. JM. Some amazing stuff. Confirmed. Oh, that's not <laughs> I got confirmed. Patrick Mahomes, 2017 Contenders Optic Gold Prism, sixty-seven thousand two hundred and fifty-one dollars. This is JM. on eBay, right? I mean, a Kobe Bryant autographed. 81-point game ticket. I scored 81 points in the game once. <laughs> right. Yeah. Grammar school. Yep. St. Uh, 
Holy Rosary. Holy Rosary. Holy Rosary. Yeah, Holy Rosary. Sure. No, I didn't. You're 14, playing, playing Holy Trinity. They always $14,948. And last but not least, a TB12. Tom Brady, formerly of the New England Patriots, now... You okay? No. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, know I dropped you. my glasses. I was so sad. <laughs> one of one, $10,600. So, uh, Go to eBay.com. Cool. All right, listen. We have Jared on the line with us. Mr. Cavalli, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? Good, good, hey, Jared. good. Jared, looking good. Nice little, uh, nice little display behind great, you. Great background. Um, <laughs> Change it up a little bit. Got a little Albert Pujols jersey there. Up here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jared, would you mind mailing yeah. me? I'll tell you what else I'll do right now. I will swap you a copy, <laughs> signed copy, of an All-Stars cardboard memory for the Albert Pujols jersey. Even up. Man, I have that right around here. Some- oh, hey, watch. Look. <laughs> Check that out. Look at that. Ah, Jesus. He's got it. He's got it. Killing me. You're right killing by me. My desk. I'll, give you, I'll give you two copies for anything on the shelf behind you. I can't even yeah. see what it is, and I want it. Hey, listen. Uh, nice studio. Uh, yeah, yeah isn't it studio. cool? It's a cool, cool. We're yeah. really excited. And I, I, get, I know you got the email, but once we're up and running and we're on all these different platforms like iHeart and uh, Alexa and Spotify, all that, it's really, really going to be cool. So you can, you can sit there with your beautiful wife having a beer in your living room, and say to uh, Alexa, Alexa, I want to listen to the Great American Collectible Show. Pretty <laughs> that's, cool. Nice. That's, that's very a, cool. That's yeah. a dream fulfilled for anyone. Hey, listen, I, you know, I was on your site, and I was just shaking my head. How one of your, I, I can't remember which one it was, uh, in your classic auction, did I say, see 43,000 items, or was that a, like a typo? Yeah, no, there are. Yeah, there are 43,000. So our classic auction is a little different. It's a, it's a little, it's, I mean, we call it the classic because it is like other auctions where some items are protected with reserves. Yeah. Um, and so that's why that kind of accumulates sometimes because if an item doesn't sell at their uh, set reserve, it'll, it'll roll over and, and, uh, and go into the next classic auction. So we do have a bunch of formats because, you know, I don't, as a buyer myself, I don't love reserves to be honest with you. Right, so right. we have several formats that, don't allow reserves. Almost all of our formats don't. So the dailies, the 10 minutes, the weeklies, the Thursday feature, every night we have options that uh, don't allow reserve prices. But, so we sell a ton of stuff through those. How do you get as many? I mean, you you guys get more consignments or, or, or you buy more product than anybody in the country. I mean, is it all consigners or do you go out looking for deals? How does it all work with you guys? Because, I mean, you guys are off the charts. Yeah, almost everything here is consigned. So, I mean, we've got the facility I'm in right now here in Phoenix is uh, about 40,000 square feet. And then we have one. We actually opened a second facility around the block. That's about 30,000. So, um, yeah, it takes some space. You know, very little of it is drop shipped by some approved vendors. But most of the stuff, you know, we that's really what we do is all the work for you. So people ship it. We do everything from start to finish. And uh, we got a great team. I mean, we got about 150 on our staff right now. So it takes that many to process that much stuff. Can I? How old are you? May I ask? I'm going to ask the question. I'm a uh, 39. 39. Still in, still in 30s. He's a young 39. 39 years old. And yeah. look, look at his business. Young looking 39, man. I mean, it's just incredible. Jared, yeah, the, the numbers that, that Zap just said, they're astounding. Is it? Is a lot of it proactive? You going out looking for items? Is it reactive, meaning stuff coming to you? What's the breakdown with that? Yeah, you know, it's both. I mean, most stuff, I mean, we do everything from here. We yeah. go to some shows, you know, we'll be at National. Um, yeah. Right now, we have a team at the CSA show. Uh, so we do travel to different shows and make some connections there. Um, but yeah, I mean, just through the relationships we built, we started in 2010. Um, and I was already a collector and kind of in the space, uh, dabbling a little bit before we started the auction. Uh, and so those relationships have built, you know, Israel, who's on our sales team, we, we have a dedicated sales team here now. Uh, and they, you know, he's got a lot of, he, he does a great job with a lot of, you know, building some of those relationships. Um, uh, by, so, uh, yeah, so it just keeps coming in. By the way, on four different occasions, we did try to stop by Pristine at the National with a camera crew. And four times you were not there. Just, <laughs> oh, just well, so you, the collector in me. I, 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 right. I said he's I off there. Yeah. He's working we the room. Man. We went four times. We, 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 we had everybody. I said, we got to try one more time. We went down there. 
He just left. <laughs> so, Sorry about that. Oh, I, no, no, I always no. have my phone glued to me, so you guys got to just shoot me a text next time, and I'll run <laughs> run over to the booth. But yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm always running around, wheeling and dealing. You know, right, so checking you, out the sites. You have many many different uh, platforms, auction platforms, and auction uh, uh, categories. You've got your classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your ten minute auction, but then you know you you kind of uh, uh, you've got musical instruments. You've got art. I mean, you have a little of everything for everyone. So, I mean, have you established, like, for instance, talking about art, have you established consigners that are consigning art to you? Yeah, we do. So our art is obviously not our biggest, but we do have one in in specific, one really big dealer that uses our platform uh, significantly. Um, And so that's where a lot of the art comes from. Um, but yeah, we, you know, uh, our bread and butter, of course, is, is autographed memorabilia. Sure. That's where we get most of our stuff. And then sports cards has really started to grow pretty quickly with us. We now have a no reserve Sunday sports card auction. I think right now there's about 1700 cards in there. Um, okay. So that's started to grow pretty rapidly. And obviously with just the resurgence of sports cards, you know, that's what a lot of people are looking for. I mean, it's always been on our site. It's just now we have a dedicated platform. It used to be kind of mixed in with everything else. Uh, but now we have a dedicated platform. And hey, we did actually just launch. This is kind of we haven't done this officially because we haven't, we don't have the Android yet, but we did launch an Apple app. So it is in the Apple store right now. Wow. Just search pristine auction. You'll find it. Great. Um, and so Very that's just cool. a little bit of a different experience, a little bit more of an app experience, but uh, not something we, we haven't done an official launch because we're waiting. We're the Android is a little bit tagging behind. We don't want to upset all our Android users. Yeah. But, but uh, you know something, I mean, is, that's is really, that's, that's actually a great idea because it, it saves, uh, it's, it's going to save people a lot of time. They have to go search for the website. Uh, hello, go on Google. Hello. That's it. Boom. Right here, Press it right? and you're yeah. in. Oh, that's great. Smart. We should, yeah, the communication, the push notifications and things just open up a lot of, you know, much easier communication. And then the just the way an app, an app's just a little easier to use. Yeah, you're absolutely. In. The, the, the way, it, the user experience is a little bit better. Jared, I know you're a sports fan. I want to get your opinion. Uh, we're, you know, we're getting into the meat of the NFL season here. Um, <laughs> these young, it seems like every team almost has either an established veteran quarterback or one of these young punk quarterbacks that are just setting the league on fire. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow this year. Of course, Mahomes is still young. Just your thoughts on them. Within hold, the frame- hold on, hold on. What? Mac Jones. Not yet. Not yet, but right. maybe by the end of the year, Mac all Jones. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, but, I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of a Mac Jones believer, though. Yeah, I know. I think he's bit. the real deal, but not yet. Yeah. Let's let's see if he beats the Jets. When we're taping this, we'll see that. Then, uh, but <laughs> just talk so. about them within the framework <laughs> of the industry and where their cards are and where they might go. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's always a funny topic because you know a Justin Herbert card right now is selling at Tom Brady levels, right? And that's always been a weird part of collectibles for me. Yeah, is, right. Um, I try to personally, I try to stay away a little bit from guys like that just because, you know, you'd have to find them before they blow up and, and have gotten lucky and picked your right horse. Exactly. Or, uh, you got to kind of wait a little bit because you're paying Tom Brady prices. I mean, you're rolling the dice. You're really rolling. It's a little bit fragile. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. I'm not trying to not sell Justin Herbert stuff. We get it. And he's a fantastic (laughs) player, but this is kind of the case for anytime somebody's relevant, right? If they're in the news, their stuff is just going for outrageous prices. Um, for any reason. Um, and of course, if they're performing well in, in their in their particular sport, um, it goes crazy too. But you got to be a little careful in terms of investment wise, right? Because, you know, Justin Herbert's young, um, anything can happen. And I think he's a real deal. But um, I don't know if, you know, he's, he isn't Tom Brady yet. So hey, listen, we got about, <laughs> so we'll uh, see. We got about 35 seconds left. Quick question. We want you to yeah. guest host a show with us. Will you, will you come and guest host with us at some point? There? No. Well, actually, like if, you're ever, you guys? If, if you're ever in Boston, you're more than welcome. But if you're not, just like you are right now. Yeah, I'd love to. Absolutely. Awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. All right. We'll keep in touch. Your website address? PristineAuction.com. PristineAuction.com. I'll tell you what. It's a great site. Yeah. It really is. By the way, let's, let's get let's, something for everyone. It's getting cold here. Let's go where he is and do the show. That's a damn not have him come Actually, here. Actually, hey, one, one thing real quick before I go, yeah. give a shout out to our team. We actually were awarded by Beckett the uh, auction house of the year. In fact, my framer oh my just framed Lord. this hey, guy congratulations. for us. So we're really proud of that. That's great. Congratulations. That just a big, big testament to the team here. Great job they do. How far are you, how far are you from uh, where the Diamondbacks play? Uh, 30 minutes, Good. 20 minutes. We'll be there yeah. next year. We'll be there next year. So we're going to come by and say nice. hi. Let's do it. All right. Have a great one. Thanks for joining us. All See right, you guys. Thank Take you. Care. I appreciate it. Hey, real quickly, if you want to get a copy of an All-Stars Cardboard Memories, just go to Amazon.com. And we will sign it. Rico won't because Rico doesn't sign anymore because he gets cramps. But no, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it signed. Uh, 
Good show. Great show. Uh, have a great week. You too, buddy. And uh, thanks for your support. Again, I think this is a, a nice little layout here. We've got a little Fantastic. cafe, yep. a little coffee bar, yeah. all of that good stuff. Chrissy, great. thank you so much. Hey, great time you. today. David, as always, a great job. And to our viewers and listeners, we love your support. Thank you all so much. And with that being said, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.